Whoa. 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 All right. Here we are. This is the illusion reporting from somewhere on Spaceship Earth. We're going to try to work out that storytelling muscle one more time. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing it till we get superhuman superhero strength on this thing. It's uh it's like anything else. Telling impromptu stories, ad-libbing stories is a is a muscle, right? It's a muscle. So uh these are basically practice sessions. We got Sarah Silverstein here, free as a bird, Dan Z in early and um we are going to construct a story so those of you who were here last weekend or last week you kind of know how it is for anyone who's showing up new this is uh it's a freestyle story session so basically what i do is uh i will select subject matter from the uh the chat and uh, we'll see if we can construct an entertaining narrative from that information. You thought I wouldn't come back for a second? Second? Uh, no, we're we're telling we're telling fiction here. We're telling fiction in case you don't get what a story is. We're making them up on the fly. So the first thing I need is someone to give me. The setting. What kind of setting is it? You know, kind of, kind of age, time. Well, what's our setting, dude? What is our setting? The era, the vibe. What is that? What do we got? Got my pen handy, dude. Um. Okay. The. F I don't want any negative vibes. Let's let's get let's get away from any sort of negative. Let's let's try to weave a uh, medieval all day. All right, wait. The nineties, dude. Dinosaur time, dude. Ah, I already lost. I, now see, now it's like me choosing again. All right, dude. So I'm gonna go right from the top. I go tops. Um, the fifties. All right, we can do the 50s because that's the first one up there. So the 50s from JT. All right, so now, uh, yeah, we got we got 50s. All right, the 50s Chicago. I'll take that. Chicago. All right, and uh, I need a uh, I need a I need a name for our uh, I need a name and a type of person for our, our male character. We got a. Uh, we got it. We got a name for our male character. And what kind of male is it, dude? You know what I mean? What kind of male we got? Um, Gerald the fishmonger. Gerald. All right. Fishmonger. All right. And uh, let's see. We need some sort of... I need a, a female name and, uh, and a... Uh, some sort of uh, vibe like that, dude. What do we got? We got a female name, dude. What do we got? What do we got? 
All right, man, I'm getting fired up, dude. Getting the juices flowing here, dude. Now you're in there too. Um, Brenda, Brenda, I like Phyllis, dude. Phyllis, dude. Phyllis, Phyllis, the uh, go, go, the. Uh, all right, wait. I'm just picking them up as they fly, dude. The uh, Phyllis, the telephone operator. All right, tele. Phone operator door. All right, and um, give me some sort of like futuristic item. Give me an item from the future, dude. All right, give me a give me a give me an item from the future. We need that. A robotic leg, dude. A robotic leg. All right. That, that'll work. And, uh, all right. And, uh, let's see. I got, I, I got the 50s, Chicago, Gerald the Fishmonger, Phyllis the Telephone Operator, robotic leg. And, uh, She's here. and, uh, all right. She's here. Okay, good. Well, you guys keep, you guys keep busy. And with, that do I need? I got a robotic leg. What else do I need in there? What else do I need in there? I don't know. We're just gonna go for it. We're just gonna go for it. All right. So we got the fifties, Chicago, Gerald the fishmonger, Phyllis the telephone operator, robotic leg. All right. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can conjure this up here. All right, all right, all right. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling. It. So, the Edmund Fitzgerald, right? So the Edmund Fitzgerald is the uh, is the ship. The famous song was written about that sank, I believe, off of Lake Superior, right? It was. Uh, I don't know if it was a coal ship or what it was. It was the Edmund Fitzgerald. It was one of those ships up there in the uh, in the Great Lakes, and for most people who don't know is the, uh, the Great Lakes is a significant and treacherous body of water. And uh, lots of ships go down all the time. And so, you know, at the Edmund Fitzgerald's the famous ship that went down in the, uh, I wanna say it went down in Superior, but I think it went on the, uh, up there by, the, by Minnesota, Wisconsin area up there, but I could be wrong. I don't know, it doesn't really matter. It's the Edmund Fitzgerald, there's songs, They've sent down the submersible. They've found it. They've looked at the Edmund Fitzgerald, right? And so the Edmund Fitzgerald, man, like, like sank. But what no one really knows about the Edmund Fitzgerald was that there was a stowaway aboard the Edmund Fitzgerald. And that stowaway just happened to be like on the Edmund Fitzgerald the night that it, it went down in the big snowstorm and the, and the squalls and the... Uh, the stowaway was a puppy dog. Puppy dog, dude. And the puppy dog, you know, it was a little like, uh, it was a little, it wasn't like a chihuahua, but it was like one of those little dogs, dude. Not a dachshund, not one of those, but like a little dog, a little, a little 
cute furry like robot dog, like one of those little like stuffed ones you would you would buy at the store and be like, oh, it's so cute. Not one of those ugly little dogs, but like a a cute furry dog. And how the the dog had stowed away on the boat was it was out. It was just, you know, being a dog and it was, uh, you know, it was chasing things down there at the, uh, at the dock, wherever the Edmund Fitzgerald came from. It doesn't really matter, dude, but the, uh, it had, it had stowed away on this boat. Right. And so the little dog was on there and it was, it was just hanging out and it was just, it was chasing like mice, you know, it was just, just playing games and, it, and the ship left, the Edmund Fitzgerald left and went on its way dude across across the lakes right and so it was one of those crazy like like stormy nights and so the dog's sitting there on this boat and it's like it's getting nervous it's like wow dude this is like it's a bad night to stow away on a boat right so it's it's kind of hiding man it's hiding down in the uh in the uh down in the engine room where it's like warm right because it 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 realized it didn't want to be on the deck it was storming and snowing and all like crazy and like so the the dog little puppy dog little little teeny dog little furry cute dog cute dog cute dog little little one of those little dogs you're like oh things all right and then then you realize it poops and pees everywhere and you're like ah dude it's just a dog dude but anyway it looks cute it's a cute little dog and so the uh the dog stowed away down in the engine room man right and the uh the ship's rocking and jumping the waves and it's just a super gnarly stormy night, right? It's out of control. It's like crazy town, dude. And the dog's down there. It's all scared, but it's, it's like in the engine room. So it's staying warm. It like knows where to be warm. And so it's down there, man. All of a sudden, like the lights start blinking, right? Because the ship's like getting in trouble and the power's getting all weird and the lights start blinking and the lights start blinking. And then all of a sudden, man, like this big like vortex of light starts opening up around the engine room, like in the, in the passageway, you know, there's like the big engine and then there's like a hallway and then, you know, like the doors and like, so the little dogs all like stashed out in the corner where it's all warm, just like, like all snuggled and be stashed. It's a stowaway. So it doesn't want to get like seen by anybody. So it's like hiding, but it wants to be warm and it's kind of scared. It just, yeah, it's a dog dude. Right. But it's not just any dog, right? It's a cute little dog. And so the dog's in there and it, it, this vortex starts, the lights are flashing, but there's like this swirling, swirling light, like at the end of the hall there, like kind of like where a door would be, right? And it's like the swirling vortexy light, just colors and sparklies. And, you know, it's, it's like that thing, if you could imagine what you would see after doing like a nitrous hit, like your little brain popping, like sparkles and colors and the whole thing. And, so out of this this light, man, comes this like dude in a like fedora hat and a three-piece suit and the whole thing like super slip, like real nice, like pinstripe. Like he comes walking out of the lights, like a full, like, full, like, well-dressed, full, like, cufflinks kind of guy, you know, just handkerchief in the pocket, full deal fedora dude full walking stick and like a satchel like a nice super like fifty thousand dollar leather like satchel with like you know like a gold bucket buckle on it you know with some sort of crazy symbol on it dude just like whoa dude like what's up with this dude man and he just comes like strutting on like and you gotta understand it's like 
he's not. He's like an engine room of like some cargo ship, dude, in the Great Lakes in the middle of the storm, dude. And this puppy dog's sitting there like watching. I'm like, wow, dude. I'm like, what's up with this guy? And he comes in and he's got this bitchin' suit on, man, all just perfectly cut. But not like one of those big old sloppy suits from like the 50s, right? No, no. He's got one of those like bitchin' like tight suits. Like tight, like tight, like, you know, those English ones. Like they were in the, like the, you know, the modern like hipster kind that looks real sharp, man. Like real sharp, dude. And he's got, it's black, but he's got like sort of, you know, like maybe a red tie on or something, you know, just, you know, but he's got his handkerchief in the pocket, right? He's really, he's really wearing it, dude. He's really wearing it all the way. And so he comes out of the thing, man, and he's, he's got his little satchel with him, and he goes over to the, the engine, and he starts, like, monkeying with it, and he's trying to get these, like, screws out of the, like, the, like engine thing. Like, he's, he opens up the engine compartment, and he's, like, trying to get these, like, screws out of the, out of the contraption in the engine, dude, the doohickey, you know? He's trying to get some screws from the doohickeys, dude. Like, he needs these, like special screws dude apparently but he's like you gotta understand this guy's super nice and it's just this dirty filthy like engine dude but he's like boom boom and he's and the, the swirling light thing still going on down there like and the little dogs in the corner are like what's this dude up to dude and the dude's like monkeying around in the engine trying to get some like screws out right and so the little dog's like like watching him and the and the dude's like like, whoa, there's like a cute little dog, dude. Like, who doesn't notice a cute little dog in the corner, dude? And so, so he's monkeying in the engine, right? And, and all of a sudden, it, the engine just stopped. And the lights go out for the rest of the ship. But the only thing illuminating the, the engine room is the swirling psychedelic vortexy color thing, dude, right? And this guy's got his hands in the guts of the engine, dude. And he's in his bitchin' suit, and he's got his little bag right there, and he's got his walking stick, man. And he's pulling out these like metal pieces out of the out of the engine room, out of the doohickey, doohickey pieces, right? Like who knows what's in an engine? Just a bunch of doohickey pieces. So he gets some doohickey pieces, and he's and he's he's putting them in the bag, but he's like noticing the dog, right? The cute little dog, dude. Who doesn't notice a cute little dog? So he's like, come here, come on, come on, come here, come here. He doesn't know which way to address it because apparently, like, you know, you don't want to give identities to dogs at all. So he's like, come here, come here. And the little, the little dog's like, oh, okay. And it comes over, dude, because it, it senses the guy's like, all right. You know, dogs pick up aura, dude. Dogs are super intuitive. And so the dog cruises over and he's, he's got, he's got like in his little magic $50,000 super bitch and leather satchel. He's got, well, of course, he's got some dog treats, dude. He's like got some little like little like dog treats, little like little doggy treats, man. And, and so, uh, uh, okay. And so, so, uh, I had a text message that threw me off, dude. So he's got the little dog there, and, and he's, like, giving it some treats, dude. And the dog comes over, and he's putting screws in from the doohickey or pieces of metal from the doohickey. It doesn't really matter what it is. Just doohickey stuff. And so he loads up the thing, and right? And so, like, the, the Edmund Fitzgerald's, like, dead in the water now, right? It's dead in the water, dude. The dude took out some sort of components from the guts of the engine. It's, it's dead in the water. It stopped. The lights are out. 
boom. And the, the guy's like, come on, come on, little puppy. Come on, little puppy. And so uh, he, he gets the dog and he grabs the dog like under his arm with the satchel and his walking stick. And his, the, the, the case is now like bulging, but his hands are like miraculously clean. He's been in the dirty, filthy engine, dude, but his hands are miraculously clean, dude. And he's the, the parts are gnarly that he put in the, in, the, in the bag, right? But he didn't use any tools, right? He didn't use any tools at all. Like he just got these gnarly pieces out of the engine, the doohickeys, and put them in the bag. The boat's dead, sunk in the water. They go into the vortex. Edmund Fitzgerald sank that night. You know, some people died. Whatever. Dog, dog's never seen again. The little cute little dog's never seen again. There's a little girl that, that's down in the original docks. It's always like, you know, put up the little little wanted posters. Like, where's my cute little dog, dude? Dog. I want my cute little dog. Well, that little girl never sees her dog again. It's missing forever, forever, forever. And so, but it's not. Because uh, the dude in the nice suit, man, he's from, where would you expect, but the super far future, man, right? So he's, he's like from the super far future, dude, and he pops back out of the vortex, dude, because he's a time traveler, dude. He's not just any time traveler. He's the time traveler. And so he's... Uh, he pops out of the thing, dude. And he's like, boom, dude, I'm here. And so he's got, he goes to his, like, he's in a lab. And he goes over to his lab and he's got, you know, he's got a full, like, super space age, gnarly lab, dude, with like, it's not, you know, not computer screens. It's like holograms, you know? It's like the ones where they're always doing like, doot, 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 doot. that kind of hologram, like computer technology, dude, just the, the finger dancing things, dude. And he's got all sorts of like machines, dude, you know, 3D printers and real things whirling and spinning and lights flashing and all that stuff. And, he, and he's got his like immaculate stainless steel, like lab tables, right? And this holographic computer screens and 3D models of whatever the heck it is he's building. And so he's like, all right, man, Got got the thing, and he's but he puts his satchel on the table, right? And he's got all the things are going on crazy in the office. But he's like, his main thing is he's got this cute little puppy dog all of a sudden, right? The cute little puppy dog. So he goes and he he gets a, like a, I don't know, like some stainless steel like bowl, like chalice that they would use in a lab type of thing, maybe made out of Pyrex or something, right? And so uh, he gets it up, and you know he's got a. A cupboard there and it's like full of like super bitchin' organic, like healthy dog treats and dog food and stuff. All unopened, all unsealed, dude. Just a whole like closet full of like dog stuff. And it's like the dog's perfect flavor. See, what most people don't understand is like dogs can like speak like English and stuff and Chinese, whatever, wherever they are, they fully like speak, but they don't let anyone know. And uh, most people are aware of this who who have like communicated with the dogs. The dogs, dogs are be a speaking, and so the dogs fully like talk. And this dude's like rapping with the dog now. Like, yeah, yeah, well, whatever. We stoked we got off the ship, dude. I got your favorite treats here. I've been waiting for you the whole time. Blah blah blah. So he, he hooks the dog up, and he's like, hey, blah blah blah, blah hey, whatever, and. Uh, he gets the dog all squared away, right? And he's sitting there and he goes back. He's got the dog and the dog's all, all stoked. And there's just this like 
rad, super like, super fluffy, puffy, like, I don't know, like, like a jacket Kanye West would wear in the middle of like an Aspen ski resort, but it's like a dog bed, you know what I mean? Like, it's just super high end, like cashmere stuffed down goose feather VIP crafted by like, you know, special people in some far off land, you know, like made the hand stitch, just beautiful little doggy bed. And so he's got this all there for the dog. So he sets the dog up in the little bed and whatever. And he goes and he's like, all right, man, and get, get to work. But he hasn't, he hasn't gotten out of his like bitching suit, dude. Like that's the thing you got to really wrap your head around. It's like, this dude's like dressed to the nines. But he's in some lab, but the lab's immaculate and perfect and like holographic screams and and the dog's sitting on its VIP like $100,000 hand stitch, fluffy Kanye jacket bed, right? And so he goes to the lab and he's, he's over there and he gets his, the $50,000 satchel, you know, with the, the bitchin' belt buckle on it, dude. The buckle, the, the buckle means something, dude. We just don't know yet because we don't know where the story's going, so we're just rolling with it. But the belt buckle means something, right? It came in early. So uh, we're there, and he's on the, uh, he's on his table, right? He's on it, on his table, man. And uh, he's pulling out the, the gizmos. They were doohickeys, but when they went through the time portal thing they became gizmos right so his doohickeys became gizmos and they're all dirty and gnarly and greasy and the whole thing and he, he breaks them out right and he starts he starts like making this this thing right and he's starting to put it all together and da -da 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 -da. but what's trippy about this dude and he's all dressed in this bitch in suit is his hand morphs into like tools and stuff right so like how he was doing the stuff in the boat was his hand can turn the finger can turn into like a phillips head and his his you know his hand can turn into a wrench and whatever it what might might need to be like his hands just morph into tools because like he's not really like like a typical human dude he's mastered the control over the form dude he can he can make his form do anything he wants it to do dude you know it's sort of like that that the the liquid dude in the in the uh, Terminator Three, but it's not a dude. It's not made of metal. It's like a fleshy dude. He's just fully like Rubber Man, but he's like not. But he's like, but he is, but he isn't. And so he's like monkeying with this thing, and he's and he's he's moving the hologram around over here with the schematics and all the stuff going on. He's making this thing, and what he's making is this robotic leg, dude. It's like this gnarly robotic leg, but it's not one of the ones that like, you know, the, the soldiers come back from the war with like the ski thing and the, the jumpy one, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like a robotic leg, but it's like perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like perfect, but it's a robotic leg. But the things that he got from the, the, uh, the doohickey that turned into the gizmo through the time travel machine He's taken those things and he's taken the parts because he, he can't manufacture this one piece that came out of the engine of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's like, for some reason, the Edmund Fitzgerald had this specially one-of-kind handcrafted engine, you, you know? It's just the way it was. It's the way it is. It's story, literary license, right? And so 
he's got this thing, right? And he's and he's and he went back into time to get this special gizmo to put in the leg, right? So he's like, he's like, he's got it and he's working on the thing and you know, he's got a little sweat on the brow, dude, because it's like super important, dude. And the dog's sitting on its VIP super nice bed and it's like watching him do all the tinkering and it's moving the holograms around and the whole thing and, and the whole deal, right? So he gets this leg finished, this big, like beautiful, like robotic leg, but it looks, if you were, if you were in the 1950s, it would look like a human leg. But if you were in the future with the perception of the future, you would realize that it's totally like made out of like super gnarly, like alloys and, and stuff, you know, future tech. It's like all that kind of like space metal, man, that, that's just like, looks like it's so like beautiful. It just looks like it's real, but it is, but it, you know what I mean? It looks like to the untrained eye, it just looks like a leg. It's like the dude's rolling around with the leg. Right, but it's an, it's a robot leg, right? So he finishes up this super special space age robot leg with the missing piece from the Edmund Fitzgerald, and he's in there and he's got it all done. And he looks at the the cute little puppy, dude. The cute little puppy doesn't even need a name. It's just cute little puppy, dude. It's cute little puppy, dude. And he's like, "All right, cute little puppy, dude. Like, I finally finished it, man. My life's work, dude. I've." I finally made this like leg, dude, this robotic leg. I, I'm like, I gotta go and I gotta deal with this. And he's been making this special robotic leg. And so he's like, I gotta go, I gotta go deliver the leg to where the leg goes. And so he's like, I'll be back. I'll be back, cute little puppy. You just hang out on your $100,000 hand stitch Kanye West fluffy jacket from Aspen, dude. And we'll be back, I'll be back, dude, I'm gonna, zip on out of here. So this dude, like, just so we, so you get a look as he's like, he's super like ghostly, like white, but he's got this like incredible tan at the same time. It's like, it's like weird, but he's like, he's sort of that like space age dude. That's the accumulation of all, like all races and stuff. He's like that handsome, like build of like he's got a little bit of everything you know it's a little bit of everything. he's part albino part black part chinese part greek part you know african whatever the whole thing but he's beautiful dude he's like a like a like a god like a god beautiful but he's not a god he's just you know that like oh like 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 the like if the girls from the from back in the day saw him they would just be like supermodel that dude's like an actor like just perfect like beautiful just Oh, makes the women's just oh, kind of guy, dude. But he's just this whole like perfect mix of every beautiful feature a human being can have that's a male form, right? But he's like translucent albino, but he's got a beautiful tan. I don't know how that works, but that's just the way it is. He's from the future, dude. He's like a mad scientist, dude, in his bitching outfit, dude. He's got a like really nice suit going on. And uh, so he's like, I got to go back. He's telling the dog, he's like, I got to go back. I got to take the leg back, right? So he's like... And he just jumps through the like swirling lights, man. He's, he's gone and the puppy's sitting there in this like lab, like, ah, oh, man, like, that's weird. <laughs> that's all the puppy can think. It's like, this is weird, dude. I don't know. So, but, so following the guy through the thing is he goes back to Chicago in the 1950s, man. And it's the 1950s, right? It's like, 
It's the 50s Chicago, like Chicago's happening, dude. People are like bebopping around in Chicago, dude. It's that it's like that golden air America Chicago vibe. It's like the Jetsons are on everybody's mind. They're having those crazy like space age like fairs where they're like talking about the future and the whole thing is everybody's driving cars with big fins and you know getting those first like like kitchenette space space kitchens and you know it's the leave it to beaver like meets the jets in chicago of the 1950s it's not like the industrial part of chicago it's like fantasy land 1950s chicago you know like what's that like smallville or one of those weird like like space you know where everyone's just like bitching and everybody's walking around in like super nice suits and like dresses and everybody's all perfectly put together dude just fantasy land 1950s america dude just ah, oh, dude like apple pie dude with the laced 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 uh what is that stuff called crust yeah the lace crust on the apple pie and all that stuff dude and just you know just perfect everybody goes to dinner on time and it's all perfect and the kids are riding around on schwinn like cruisers and Oh, dude, and everyone's driving around in pink, like pink and blue Cadillacs with fins, and everybody's just like fired up to like, like go home and like, you know, they watch TV then? I don't know, maybe they listen to the radio. I think they're still listening to the radio, right? And so they go home and they, they do all that kind of stuff. And so, so our intrepid, super beautiful actor, time traveler with the rad suit, he's in the 50s, man. And, uh, got the leg he's got the leg dude the leg that looks real but it's space technology super gnarly and so he's roaming around chicago in this like fantasy land chicago uh i don't know dude and uh so he's so he's, he's rolling around dude and and the point is he's in chicago dude is is you see when he he had been back, he had been to Chicago before, right? He had been to Chicago before, and he had made a big mistake. See, when he was like an early like time traveler, translucent, super tan guy, dude, he was kind of monkeying around with time, dude. And he was like, "All right, man, like I'm gonna go check it out, dude." But see, he was from the future, and they didn't like have cars. Like, they don't have cars in the future where this dude's from. They just like, you know, like. Right through the right through the walls to wherever they go, dude. And so so it's this thing where he's he went back to the fifties as a as a young buck time traveler, dude, and he, he was like fully fascinated by these big old cars, dude. And he was like, Wow, dude, man, like wow, these cars are rad and he like he got he got his hands on one and he was driving around and he was like, wow, look at that scene over there. And he'd gone to this bar, dude, like this happening like bar. And he'd gotten pickled, dude, like pickled drunk, dude. Because in the future, they don't even like drink and do stuff like that. They like, they eat the mana out of the atmosphere, dude, because they're the human Tesla coils, right? But he'd gone back and he was like, he got super hammered, man. And he'd like, he'd gotten pickled and he had this car and he was driving around Chicago and like, yeehaw, dude, like dude from the future going to the past and discovering how rad like this, like old way of life was with these cars and these beverages. Like, ooh, yeah, dude, like bitching, dude. And, and well, he, uh, he blew it, dude. He had, uh, he fully plucked Geraldo 
Gerald, 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 the fishmonger, dude. And Gerald, the fishmonger was just, you know, he was out delivering his fish for that day. Yeah, doing his thing, man, just putting in his hard times, you know, Gerald had a full family and doing his thing down at the docks, dude, you know, just fishmongering from the Great Lakes, dude, and I don't know what kind of fish they got in the Great Lakes, whatever kind of fish they got in the Great Lakes, dude, he was fishmongering them, right, and, you know, got some imports and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, some salmon, and whatever, dude, whatever comes around to a fishmonger guy, dude, just, I guess, fish, dude, right, so, you know, he's making his rounds, the whole thing, and, you know, he was uh, walking in with a big old like thing of like fish and this clown from the future with his nice suit and his chiseled looks, drunk, out of his mind in his big giant 1950s Cadillac with the fins, like doesn't know what he's doing and, and clips, clips Gerald right then and there, right in the middle of the street, right in front of like Vinny's, Vinny's Fine Dining Delicatessen Super Fish Shop, VIP Oak tables and the whole thing right and clips this dude and like whoop, off with his leg dude and uh Gerald is down he's out lost his leg dude to some like drunk space traveler and, and the thing was that that see Gerald was cool with it all man like what are you gonna do dude fishmonger dude but see what was really gnarly was was Gerald's Gerald's wife Phyllis, the telephone operator, she, she needed a two-legged man, right? Because they lived on the third floor of an apartment building, right? And uh, it was the 50s, and Gerald's a fishmonger, and I don't think they had any health insurance, right? Did they even have health insurance back then? No, they didn't. So, so Gerald couldn't really, like, get to the third floor, right? And Phyllis... Phyllis was pretty hot for, like, a fishmonger's wife, dude. Because it wasn't like the fishmonger, like, in the old, like, tales. Like, all, like, ah. It was like, you know, like a 50s dude, fishmongering guy. Dude, kind of happening, man. He had a van, the whole thing. And, you know, like, middle class, like, fishmonger guy, dude. And so, it was this thing where Phyllis was, was super distraught, man. And, and so, Phyllis... Phyllis was like one who was, who was like dialed in with like galactic information, dude. And this weird sort of fifties, like tarot card thing, right? See back in the day, people used to play with that stuff. So she was, she had drifted away from her, you know, upbringing as in the church and all that stuff. And she was married to the fishmonger, but she went and saw the tarot card lady dude down the street. Right. And so the tarot card lady was all gnarly, dude. She was like some gypsy, like toothless, like big old, you know, basically like a witch. But like, you know, with a really nice, like, whatever they wrap their heads with and a shawl and the skirt and the whole thing. And, you know, some tarot card reader, like voodoo lady, dude. And so the, the voodoo lady at the, at, the, at the thing is like, like Phyllis is like traumatized by this whole deal. Like she's a telephone operator, the fishmonger's out, dude. But because she's like a telephone operator, she's inadvertently like a phone freak. Like, and if you don't know what a phone freak is, it's these people that came along, which were like the first hackers. So she's manning the switchboard at the, uh, at the thing. And she's like, basically like a phone freak. So she has this intuitive understanding that she is at in the 50s on the cusp of this gnarly technology, plugging the things in and working the switchboards, right? 
It's just this thing. So she goes to the uh, the tarot card lady and distraught, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Gerald, my fishmonger husband, dude, he can't make it up to the third floor. He's only got one leg. Like, oh my God, dude, it's so gnarly. Just some, some dude took him out with a giant Cadillac and disappeared and no one's ever seen this guy again. And oh, dude, and all, all I was told was he was like translucent and tan and like wore a really nice suit. And I just like, I don't know what to make of it, but something tells me that there's more here going on because I work the switchboards and I hear a lot of stuff and I'm plugging the things in. And somehow I know these big machine banks and the whole thing that there's more going on here. So she goes and she talks to the gypsy lady, right? And the gypsy lady's like, oh, Phyllis, dear, Phyllis, dear. You want to know what's going on? She's like, what? She's like, that dude that took out your fishmonger husband, Gerald, is a time traveler. See, this didn't shock Phyllis. Phyllis is like, tell me more. Do tell, right? Isn't that some, what, what, holy gee willikers, dude. <laughs> what, some 50s lingo, dude? Like, holy, holy moly. And she's like, tell me more. And so the, uh, the uh, the gypsy tarot gypsy tarot card reading lunatic dude is fully like dialed in because you know she like she rolls with that dark side energy dude so she's got a lens on the thing she's like you don't understand dude in 1950 Chicago this isn't 1950 Chicago this is like a floating city dude like it's like it's like ethereal man it's like space things and holograms and like I can't even explain it but Phyllis sort of understands it because she's a switchboard operator at the telephone company dude so she understands there's there's big wheels working because most people don't understand how a phone works but she knows she does all sorts of funky stuff at the phone because she's basically the first of the phone freaks dude she's kind of a hacker dude in a weird way and so Phyllis is sort of like fired up about this whole thing about like what the gypsy's telling her and she's like, okay, and this, this, and that. So, so what goes on is, is Phyllis is like, or the gypsy is like, look, Phyllis, dude, I can get you there. I can get you there. Phyllis is like, what do you mean, dude? She's like, I can get you there. I can get you to this dude who took out Gerald's leg. I can get you your life back, man. But you're going to have to go to the future to see this guy, right? So Phyllis is like, all right, man. Like, what are we doing here? And the gypsy's like, dude, we're going to smoke some DMT, dude, and get crazy, dude. And Phyllis is like, what? Like, what's that, dude? Like, she's like, oh, you know, the gypsy explains. It's like part of the thing. It's in your body. Because the gypsy's like dialed in with the voodoo magic and the whole thing, dude. And so... The gypsy and Phyllis like smoke the DMT, dude. Phyllis goes like to the clockworks and breaks through the whole thing, man. And and she goes to the ethereal city in the future, dude. I don't know if it's like a thousand years in the future or like a hundred years. It doesn't really matter, dude. It's just like weirdoville, right? And so she goes and she shows up in the lab. Where the dude is, dude, Mr. Chiseled Cut Guy. And see, Chiseled Cut Guy is like working on his thing. But see, he does it because he's from the future and he's a weirdo scientist. He's got no remorse. And she's like, dude. Nah, she's not. She's like, Mr. 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 Future Man. You took out my husband's leg, dude, back in the 1950s, dude, in Chicago. And he's like, oh. Yeah. I got pickled. I don't really remember much of it. She's like, dude, you, you pinned him up against a 
the wall outside of the, outside of Vinny's like super fisheria restaurant, dude. And he lost his leg, dude. And he's like, oh man, like I can build him a new one. She's like, I'd be rad if you would, because like we live on the third floor of a walk up, dude. And Gerald can't get up to the floor with the one hoppity hoppity hop leg, dude. Oh, it's, I just realized, dude, we have had one R, one legged people in both of our stories so far. So, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what that's all about. But uh, so she's like, dude, look, I need you to hook it up, man. I need you to hook it up. He's like, but like, man, like, we don't even know how to do that stuff. Like, we don't need artificial things. Like, we can just like materialize our hand into like anything we want. Like, like we can't even, we can't be hurt, dude. Like we're like future people. We have full control over our form, dude. Like, like we're like that, that superheroes almost. And she's like, no, no, like you gotta make me a leg. Like for my, for my dude. And he's like, wow, man, that's a tall order, dude. I don't even know if we know how to do that. And she's like, look, Mr. Mr. Future Guy. And you have to understand, like, Future Guy isn't a scientist at this point. He's just, like, Future Guy. Like, bored, dude. Like, just some dude sitting in the future. Like, I don't know. I was playing around, man. Like, figured I'd go back, check it out, dude. And so, he like he's like, oh, man, I got to figure this out. So, he becomes, like, the scientist from her. Like, right? And so, this is the trip, man. When she jumps back, right? Because she's on the DMT clockwork, clockworks. With, she's really up hanging out with the gypsy lady, dude. She monkeys the whole thing. She is the little cute puppy dog in the, the ship, right? Because all these time travel things got to be very cyclical and weird because it's closed loop, dude. And you can't, you can't break the space-time continuum. It's all got to stay in the same narrative, right? And so she goes back and monkeys it. She never makes it back to Gerald, right? He finishes the leg, right? That's why he knows. He's like, ah, oh, that's why he's got the puppy food already ready to go and the dog bed made out of the $10,000 Kanye West jacket and a $100,000 hand-stitched Kanye West jacket with down and cashmere and super fluffy and nice and just like, ah, oh, dude, yeah. So he's got to figure out how to make this leg and he like invests his life, right? Because... Cause he's like, I'm gonna do this, man. It's something to do, dude. I'm a bored future guy. There's not a lot going on here. It's just I like translucent. I can turn my hand into anything. I can do. I can turn myself into anything, dude. Like, I gotta work. I'm just like living off the mana. Like, yeah, dude. So he becomes this gnarly scientist, and he makes the leg. But see, there's none, none of the parts are like available, dude. In the uh, none of the parts are available in the future. That's why he's got to go back to the ship. For the doohickey and the gizmo, dude. The doohickey that turns into the gizmo that becomes the leg, dude. And so that's... Well, I guess with, that's the like how we got there. But so he's got one final mission, right? Dude, to wrap this all up, dude. He's got to go back to give Gerald his leg, right? Because he can just like... like It's from the future. just like clicks it in. Just clink, clink. It has all the technology where it'll just like, it'll just join, join, it'll just become one of his legs, right? So he goes back to Gerald, dude, and Gerald's there, and he's like, dude, like, who are you, man, Mr. Fancy Pants? 
with your fancy suit, your fancy shoes, and your and your leg. Like, it's your deal, dude. Like, and he's like, I'm I, I'm here to give you a leg. And he's like, Why are you here to give me a leg, dude? Like, what's what's your deal, man? Like, where's my, where's Phyllis, dude? Like, Phyllis, dude, like split to go get some like down to the tarot card lady like two hours ago. Like, what's your deal, man? He's like, I came to bring you a leg. He's like, what am I going to do with the leg? He's like, no, no, you don't understand, dude. The leg's going to go back on. It's going to, he's like, dude, that's crazy. He's like, it's not. You got to trust me here with this, this thing. And the guy's like, no, no, man. I don't trust you, dude. You're the, you're the guy from the car, man. You're the dude who took my leg. He's like, yeah, exactly. I came back. I, I figured out how to make you a new leg that's going to fit on your whole leg. And he's like, no, dude. I wonder where my wife is, right? And he's like, the space guy's like, look, man. I don't know if Phyllis is making it back, but I got a leg for you. And he's like, no, 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 no. I want Phyllis. I don't want the leg. I want my Phyllis back. And the guy's like, all right, man. And he's like, so they have this thing. And so what the time traveler realizes is he ain't going back. He's going to give his ticket to this Gerald, the fishmonger with one leg, dude. So Gerald, the fishmonger with one leg takes his thing. And, and, and the, this future time traveler guy like goes, look, man, you got to understand Phyllis isn't like Phyllis anymore. She's like a super cute little like Siberian husky puppy miniature dog, dude. Like, like she's super cute, dude. She's hanging out on like a hundred thousand dollar Kanye West jacket bed, dude. And uh, Gerald's like, what's wrong with you, spaceman? What's wrong with you, spaceman? And he's like, look. And so Gerald's like, well. You're going to say, I'm going to go to the future. My, my wife's a cute little Siberian husky puppy, dude, hanging out on Kanye West's space bed, dude. And I'm like, he's like, nah, it ain't going to work for me, future man. And so future man's like, look, dude, this is what I can do for you, dude. How about I, on your journey back, turn you into a dog? And he's like, yeah, that'll work for me, dude. He's like, well, what kind of dog do you want to be? And the dude's like, I want to be a... A golden retriever, dude, right? Who wouldn't want to be a golden retriever, dude? Super happy dog, right? It's like, I want to be a golden retriever. And the guy's like, but look, dude, you can, you're going to have to be a three-legged golden retriever. And the guy's like, all right, dude, like, fine. Boom. Dude goes to the future. There's Phyllis in the Kanye West bed. He shows up in the lab, full cabinet full of organic, super space-age dog food. He's got three legs, but he's a golden retriever. His wife's a super hot, little cute, little husky. They live happily ever after in the future, dude, in the lab, the space lab, dude, full of like the food and the super comfy bed and the robotic station. And it's just the holographic stuff. Dude, you know, dogs, they can adapt pretty easily, dude. And spaceman, future man, future spaceman, dude. Well, this dude becomes one of the great, great designers, dude. Because he came from the future with all the rad, like, beautiful, like, patterns for the technology. And he just becomes, like, essentially, like, Calvin Klein, dude. But not, like, Yves Saint Laurent. 
He becomes Yves Saint Laurent. It is Yves Saint Laurent, for a for lack of better words, right? I think that sort of fits the bill. And so he's responsible for all that Yves Saint Laurent stuff, and they're living happily in the ever after as a three legged dog and a cute little husky, little puppy, puppy, pup. And um, that's, my, uh, that's my story for the evening as I come flying into the buzzer. And uh, that's what I got for you. With that said, we're done with that, dude. And um, so if you like the story, you can tip your talker, buy some t-shirts, get a hat, come back next Thursday where we will try this again, dude, and uh, keep working out the muscle of impromptu storytelling. So um, with that said, God bless you. Thank you for being here, hanging out with me, allowing me to work out this thing with you. And um, we're out on that note. Don't forget to tip your talker. Peace.